On Monday, April 4th, Father Luke and I were watching the NCAA championship basketball game, and Father Luke turned to me and said, okay, if KU comes back and wins this, you got your Easter homily. <laughs> well, I got my Easter homily. It was the greatest comeback in NCAA basketball history. You know the story. KU was down by 15 at halftime. Somebody texted me a stat that North Carolina was 161-0 and when leading by 15 points or more at halftime. Well, I have to be honest, I get easily discouraged. I think it runs in my family. My mom and Sister went to bed at halftime. Isn't this, though, the story of God's people? We so easily lose heart and get discouraged. We fall into what I call the D's, discouragement, doubt, despair. I mean, think of God's people being led out of Egypt. They saw mighty deeds, the parting of the Red Sea. God led them by a pillar of fire at night and a column of cloud at day, and they get out in the desert, and what do they do? They say, we're going to die. We're going to starve out here. And of course, God provided. He sent manna from heaven and water from the rock. Well, now imagine the disciples of Jesus seeing our Lord crucified. Do you think they might have been a little discouraged? We thought he was going to be the Messiah. We thought he was going to usher in a new kingdom, and now he's dead. Brothers and sisters, today we celebrate the greatest comeback in the history of the world. Jesus rose from the dead. But the good news for us is not just that Jesus rose 2,000 years ago. Now, that may sound shocking to you, but let me repeat it. The good news for us is not just that Jesus rose 2,000 years ago. The good news for us is that Christ is risen and alive here and now. Jesus promised us, wherever two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Jesus is present in his church. We never journey alone. God always calls us together to be a family. And then there's this saying, the God of history is now present in mystery. We encounter the risen Lord here and now in the sacred mysteries and the sacraments of the church. Baptism is the Easter sacrament. When we were baptized, we actually died with Christ. Our old life of sin was washed away, and we rose to new life with Christ. Jesus is alive and risen in our soul from our baptism. Now, if we've ever fallen from our baptismal grace, we encounter the risen Lord in the sacrament of reconciliation. Jesus is there to heal and forgive us. And then it's here in the most holy Eucharist, Jesus fulfills his promise. I am with you always, even to the end of time. Jesus was very clear. He didn't mince words. He says, my flesh is true food. My blood is true drink. When we come up for Holy Communion, we're encountering the risen Lord. Now, what happens if we really open our hearts to Jesus, the risen Christ? Well, this is what St. Paul tells us in the letter to the Romans, chapter 6. Brothers and sisters, Jesus Christ rose from the dead so that we might live in newness of life. Jesus rose so that we might live in newness of life. Well, what is this new life that God wants us to have? Well, Paul tells us. With Christ in our lives, he says, we are no longer in slavery to sin. Some years ago, Monsignor Charles Pope, he's a very evangelical preacher, gave a retreat for the priest, and he says, you know, I think most Christians today have more faith in Tylenol than they do in Jesus. When we take a Tylenol, we expect our headache to go away. 
But we have so, such low expectations of Jesus. Jesus can truly deliver us from the bondage of our sin. I can give up my own testimony that I've experienced Christ's deliverance. And if we don't believe that, that Jesus can free us from our sin, then we empty the cross of its saving power. Listen to the words of St. Ignatius of Loyola. When you have fallen into sin, you may feel a heavy sense that this will never change. You may hear insinuations like these. Oh, you will just keep falling in this way. Here you go yet again, the same failing. You will always be the same. You'll never change. St. Ignatius goes on and he says, This is the voice of the enemy. Recognize it as such and reject it. Never believe this voice. It is the voice of the liar. Brothers and sisters, the Christian life is not about trying harder. It's about making a deeper surrender. And if we really surrender to Jesus, new life is possible. Change is possible. Second, if we surrender to Jesus, we no longer have to live in fear. Sometimes people will say to me, Father, aren't you worried? Don't you fear death? I mean, look at the war in Ukraine, the coronavirus, senseless violence, mass shootings. Aren't you afraid? No. Jesus has conquered the grave. Jesus has won the victory. He tells us, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me will live even in death. We can actually live in peace no matter what's happening in the world because Jesus has conquered death. We no longer need to live in fear. That's what this new life promises us. Finally, this new life in Jesus means we should expect to be more like Christ. I love St. Paul. He says, Christ Jesus has taken possession of me. Now it is not I who live, but Christ who's living in me. Do you ever think about that, that Jesus is living in you, alive and risen. And that means that we have the heart of Jesus now. We find ourselves more merciful, more compassionate, more loving when we actually let Jesus have lordship in our lives. We put on the mind of Christ. We actually start having thoughts that are holy, not just of ourselves. We put on the eyes of Christ. We start seeing other people's in our pride. We don't often see beyond ourselves, but now we see others and we have that new heart to love others and meet them in their need. We take on the ears of Christ. We start hearing things we never thought we would hear. The word of God pierces our hearts in a new way. We start to hear the inspirations of the Holy Spirit. This is the new transformed life in Christ that's possible. Jesus is alive and risen. No matter what our past, no matter what we've done, a new life in Christ is possible. A life freed from the old life of sin. We don't have to live our old life anymore. A life freed from fear and a life in which we become more like our risen Savior. Hallelujah.